and welcome to Cancer Casually. I'm your host, Lindsay DeLong, and I'm the managing editor of The Fullest. I was diagnosed with breast cancer at the age of 33 when my boyfriend found a lump and made me go get it checked out. A year and a half later, I'm now cured, healthy, and can kind of talk about it all without crying. Each week, I interview inspiring survivors who have come out on the other side of cancer or who are still battling it. We'll talk about our lives before, during, and after cancer and share what we've learned so that our listeners can look at their own lives through a new perspective, whatever that may be. Here's not just how to live with cancer, but how to be there for someone and how to cope as a co-survivor because it's not just a disease that affects you, it affects everyone around you. With this podcast, we hope to inspire others to grasp life no matter what comes at you and always live it to the fullest. Thanks for listening in. Today, I am here with Erica Hart, who after being diagnosed with bilateral breast cancer at the age of 28, realized there wasn't a voice for people like her in the cancer community. She used her background in human sexuality to increase visibility for young, queer, and black survivors so that they could have a place to turn when diagnosed with a chronic illness. Today, Erica has reached hundreds of thousands of people through her social media accounts and public appearances and is shifting society's ingrained cultural modes and attitudes on chronic disease. Hi. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is great. So to start things off, you we found you on Instagram. Oh, you, cool. When I first got diagnosed with breast cancer a year and a half ago, you're one of the first people that I saw. Would you consider Instagram as part of your support system? Yeah, to some extent. I think my close family is probably more my support system. Yeah. Instagram, definitely, the people have really rallied around me. Like uh -huh. when I have to go and get scans or if I have to go see my oncologist, people will send messages of support and yeah. that's super helpful. Yeah. Um, but I feel like the people that are like my support system are like my partner, my dad, yeah, my siblings. Yeah. yeah. Ebony. How long yeah. have you guys been together? Two years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I just... two years this week actually. Oh, cool! Yeah. Congrats! Oh, Thank and you. then I also saw that um, you are four years. Uh, yeah, yeah, four years of remission. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty. What awesome. did you do to celebrate? I danced and drank champagne <laughs> and ate cake alone. Yeah, yes. that's awesome. <laughs> it was lovely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so back to four years ago. Yeah. What made you go get checked? How did you find the cancer? Um, I've done self-exams since I was 13. My oh, mom wow. passed when I was 13. Okay. So she, she passed the breast cancer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing self-exams because she just was very transparent that that's something that I need to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, so that's how I found it. And it was actually my, I was married at the, was engaged at the time. Uh -huh. And my ex-wife was like, I feel something on your breast. And I was like, mm, it's probably nothing. And then a month later, I did my own self-exam. And I was like, oh, I feel something. And she was like, yeah, I remember I told you about that. And I was like, oh, I guess I have to go to the doctor. And I like waited a week almost like in fear yeah. that it would be something. I also didn't have health insurance at the time. So um, what did you do? Um, I had to call like it was during the time when the Affordable Care Act was in mm -hmm. place. And I just called and I was way past the 
um, registration time, but I was like, can we make this work? How can we make this happen? I told them that I found a lump and whole like sob story. And the person on the other end was like an angel. Oh. It was like, we'll figure it out. We'll work it out for you, which was super sweet. And I hope they do that for everybody. Yeah. That you don't have to have a sob story to get health insurance. But it was really, um, it was a lifesaver in yeah. a lot of ways. And I'm super privileged. I actually have a friend um, that is one of the best breast cancer surgeons in the nation. Oh, wow. Um, so <laughs> he works at a net hospital in the Bronx. Okay. So I actually went and I saw him and that's where I had my... Um, uh, like the ultrasound done. That's where I had my mammogram done. That's where I had my needle biopsy done and all of those mm -hmm. tests. And yeah. so then when, when you went in, then they did all those tests right away. How long until you found out that you got the news that you had breast cancer? Um, it was about a week okay. before I found out. And they called you and yeah, they called me and I was sitting in the middle of wall street and wall street. If you don't know, in New York is very, it's lots of people in suits and yeah. running everywhere with lunch from random stores and everybody's busy and on the phone and not paying attention to you. So I just kind of fell apart in the middle of wall street oh. and nobody cared, which is what I needed. Cause I, I think I would have lost my mind if somebody was like, are you okay? Yeah. Um, so it was, it was good that I found out like in public too, and not at home by myself. So it was, it was, I think in, in retrospect, I'm glad that I was there. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Of all places, right? Finding out in public, yeah. I would that. Ugh, yeah. I just cried and cried. I was in the car with my boyfriend, and ugh, she was like, "Come in." And I was like, "I don't want to come in. Just tell me right now what's yeah. happening." And, yeah. Ugh, it's yeah. scary, but in the middle, in the Wall middle of Washington. Wow. Yeah, my doctor didn't even say come in because it would have been like a two-hour ride. So yeah. I'm blessed that he did not even say that. Yeah. 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 And so then, what was your first move after that? Um, Were you, did you call your parents? Did you, or oh, your dad? Oh, right afterwards. Yeah. yeah. I called my fiance at the time okay. and then I called, she didn't answer the phone. So then I called my dad and my dad was like, well, maybe now you'll have new breast. Um, oh. <laughs> so sweet. That's sweet way <laughs> to look like, at it. He just did not know what else to say. I mean, what do you say? Oh, yeah. There's really nothing to oh. say. Um, so it was really tender talking to him. And I know it was hard for him to hear that it was happening to me. Yeah. He was with my mom for 11 years and they were very, very, very close. So yeah. I know that was challenging for him in his own way, too. And I'm like, I'm his favorite daughter, even though oh. he has another daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I know it was hard. Yeah, yeah, that would be, I think, very hard to have someone so close to you, like your mother who passed mm -hmm. and then now you're going through it. So yeah. obviously you're so scared. Mm. So what was it that made you be like, I have to get through this and I'm going to be positive about it and public about it and mm -hmm. and help other people? Uh, I think I don't I, th I think a lot of people of color, especially black people, are not uh, it's not they're not new to adversity. So uh -huh. my mom having passed and dealing with racism on a regular basis, uh, being queer and, and dealing with people's um, opinions about queerness is, is are things that kind of almost prepared me for breast cancer and uh -huh. um, that it was, yes, it was scary, but it was also like, okay, it's time to like get down to business and figure out what we need to do to get this handled and get it out of our body. Yeah. Um, and then when I started seeing that there wasn't 
representation for black people, especially black cis women um, and black trans men. There's like nothing about queerness inside of the breast cancer world. I just started to get more and more upset because black people die at higher rates from breast cancer um, than their white counterparts. And the only reason for that is because of the lack of advocacy. Mm-hmm. So um, it was about it's almost two years later, I like took matters into my own hands and went topless at a music festival called Afropunk to raise awareness because I wanted I was Afropunk is full of people who are queer and black yeah. and young yeah and doctors were telling me on a regular basis oh my god you're so young I'm so sorry and I was like stop saying that because young people get breast cancer it's yeah. weird that you're saying that and doctors even before I was diagnosed would say oh just wait till you're 40 to get a mammogram could you imagine seriously yeah, yeah. could you imagine if I just ignored what they said yeah um so I'm so 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 happy that I ignored doctors mm-hmm. um and then I just I went topless to raise awareness to so people can check their breasts so they never think, oh, I should wait until I'm 40 or yeah. that's not something that's going to happen until I'm later where uh, was or the not f- going to happen to me because I'm black. Yeah. yeah. And so where was the festival? I know you in Brooklyn. Said- oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay. Do yeah. they also have it in Paris? They have it in Paris too. Oh, they okay. have it in South Africa and they oh, have okay. a small version in London. Yeah. Yeah. So once you did that, what was it like? How did you get... Um, noticed right away was it where you there posting? Was a fo- someone took the people take photos at afropunk yeah. is what people are wearing mm-hmm. is dope um but someone took a picture and that picture went viral and it was yeah. pretty much history from there yeah yeah and now yeah. that's kind of your what you're yeah, known for like, on instagram um, people and... recognize me most when i'm topless yes. yeah 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 <laughs> our people we were in paris last week at yeah. the same time where are you got recognized yeah. in paris mm-hmm. is that what i read yeah that's amazing yeah as soon as i it was more so at afropunk but yeah. like the second i walked in people were like oh my god i love you it was yes. so it was super tender yeah yeah well, that's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. So you've used this um, platform that you yeah. have had now and you are um, teaming up with a lot. Like, tell me who you're teaming up with and what brands. And um, I'm teaming up with currently right now, actually, Breast Cancer Healthline. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an app. Um, where it's kind of like a like a Bumble and Bumble or like a Tinder where they oh, match cool. people. Yeah. Um, and they match you according to like your diagnosis and how far along you are and what you may be dealing with. And they match you with another person. Wow. So as soon as you log in, you put your information and then you're matched with someone and you could just kind of talk and have that camaraderie and partnership inside of, you know, the similar diagnosis so i'm that's a pretty cool partnership that i'm excited about yeah yeah that's so helpful because it's so it's such a need to talk to someone similar to you for sure Uh, when i got it i was um put in a chemo ward with all older women yeah which were amazing yeah we all like got along amazing and it was great but i didn't have anyone to talk to i had never met another young breast cancer because yeah. how old were you, when you were... i was um 33 when yeah. i got diagnosed yeah. yeah and so um the first time i ever met like an actual like young breast cancer person was this retreat that i went on in mexico but yeah um so it's that's really cool that yeah that, that app is doing that yeah for that's sure amazing. it's really amazing and it has all different like a hundred or some odd different gender identities that you can select oh, cool. to, which i think is really welcoming because yeah. oftentimes when you use any sort of breast cancer app it's like woman and maybe man yeah like, heaven forbid we ever talk about men getting breast cancer because they do yeah um so yeah it's okay. pretty dope cool and so you said your support team has been your family your close friends and yeah. your relationships how did that 
affect your relationship? I know you said you were uh, engaged when you got breast yeah. cancer. Did I th- yeah, I think um, what breast cancer can do or any chronic illness that wasn't there before that shows up is that it could kind of illuminate all of the things that you've pushed under the rug mm-hmm. um, and not dealt with. So I think in our marriage, we just there was a lot of things that we didn't deal with. Yeah. And then breast cancer, it really put us on airplane mode where we had to deal with surgery and we had to deal with chemo and insurance and bills. Yeah. And then when all of that was pretty much settled and now we're, you know, coming back and running, you know, kind of like running with steam. Then you start to see, oh, that argument that we had two years ago, it's coming to the surface again. Uh, And nobody knows who said what. And we're both just frustrated. (laughs) And there's no more like romance and Kindle. We're just angry at each other. So Uh we had to go our separate ways. We're still quasi friends. Okay. (laughs) But like, I'm happy, proudly divorced. Yes. 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 So how did it change you emotionally? Like breast Mm. cancer? How has it changed you? I think it's changed. I think it's made me anxious. Anxious. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, about, about a recurrence? About recurrence, about just like, sometimes I'll get pains. I, I, I think before breast cancer, I would get a pain in my head and I wouldn't think, oh, is that cancer? Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm like, if I have a headache, I'm like, oh, brain and cancer. I have brain cancer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, that is the anxiety. I think I've always kind of had anxiety, but yeah. there's like a new anxiety around my like medical life. Yeah. Yeah. I completely yeah. agree. 100%. What do you do to kind of quiet those Anxiety. Tell myself to shut up. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like yeah. Erica, it's a headache. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, be quiet. And so what was your treatment plan? Um, keep... I don't, it stresses me out to know all the names of things. So okay. it's, I don't know all yeah. the details, but I, I don't was either. On, yeah. I just know. I, I was had... like, just do what yeah. you gotta do. Yeah. Um, so I was on chemo for, uh, a year, not a year, but it was like, first six months of chemo intensive chemo where my hair came out uh-huh. and then the next six months were like less intensive my yeah. hair started to grow back but still some side effects it's called something i don't know what it's yeah. called um what my, type of breast cancer did you have um triple negative and her two positive okay so two different types yeah actually. yeah i'm her two positive okay and then triple positive okay so. got it do you take tamoxifen I did, but okay. I stopped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. Why did they, you stop? Well, it was only a certain amount because okay. when you have triple negative, they have to come up with all these random concoctions yeah. to make figure out how to heal it because they don't really know. Yeah. Um. So they just were like, "It doesn't. You don't have to keep taking it." Yeah. And so I was like, "Okay." How <laughs> long did you take it for? Six months. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And was did you have um, side effects from the tamoxifen? I did, but not at not the same that I hear. I yeah. think they were very like I had some fatigue and I had some like haziness, but most of my side effects came from being on being my body put in menopause. Oh yeah. Like, that okay. was hell. Yeah. What so I got married while I was on like the highest dose of chemo and then my body was also put in menopause to preserve my ovaries because I want to have babies in the future. Yeah. Um and I just felt numb. And like, I didn't cry on my wedding day and that's not me at all. Um, I didn't feel like present. I felt like no emotions whatsoever. And I think a lot of that is attributed to being in menopause Mm -hmm. or at least being chemically in menopause. Yeah. Um, So that was, that was really hard. That was a hard symptom to kind of deal with. Cause I felt like I was in a haze until it was over. And when it was over, I was like, oh that's why I didn't cry or yeah. like, Oh, I haven't felt anything for months. How long did that period go? 
Um, I was on, t- I was on, my body was put in menopause for like nine months. Okay. And yeah. how do they put your body in menopause? Yeah. There's a shot called Lupron. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you do it once a month? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a shot in the butt and it hurts yeah. like hell. Okay. I didn't do that. I, yeah. And so uh, now I, I want to have kids, yeah. but I like, uh, yeah, I don't know if Did I Did you can. freeze your eggs? Uh-uh. Yeah, you could you could probably still have kids. I yeah. mean, pe- some people I didn't know you could freeze your eggs until after. Yeah. But people are like, oh yeah, you can freeze your eggs. So I don't even know if I can have kids. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. Like putting your body in menopause doesn't necessarily preserve your ovaries yeah. completely. Yeah. So. See, I didn't know you could do that mm-hmm. until after, and I didn't know about Lupron until after. I remember when I found out about Lupron, I like called my oncologist. Was like, you didn't tell me about Lupron. Yeah. Yeah. So. What did she say? Well, she just said that it wouldn't have worked for me because, like, I needed to start chemo, like, right away. Mm. And, I mean, it's just everyone's different. Mm-hmm. And But, yeah, that that whole wanting babies thing, yeah. it kind of makes me bummed out sometimes. I hope that it happens. Yeah, yeah. It, see, it's so, it's so helpful and good to talk to other young people right. about this because this is stuff that... You don't find just on the internet. And then the internet's scary. Your Instagram is awesome. Thank you. Thank you. That's why I hate the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Most most cancer stuff is terrifying. There was somebody in my inbox not too long ago when I went for my scans and she wrote to me and she started telling me all these statistics. And I was like, I don't want to know this. Like, this doesn't feel good. Like, I don't actually read any of this. What's the point of that? To be like, (laughs) okay, I have you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So how do you stay positive about all of this? Like, how do you what do you do when you're down in the dumps? And do you ever have those days where you're like, what happened? Why? I don't I actually don't have days where I'm like down in the dumps about breast cancer because I think I've like I've embraced it as this is just another part of my identity like I am someone who lives with a chronic illness Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the days where I'm like down is when I have to go see my oncologist and I'm sitting in the waiting room forever (laughs) yeah and I'm like I'd much rather be spending my time (laughs) doing something else yeah um so those are the days and I think what I tell myself is that this is just what I have to do right now and Mm -hmm. everybody has something that they have to deal with that they don't feel like dealing with and this is yours. Yeah. Um, I think making a difference for other people helps me. Mm-hmm. So it takes me out of my head. So if I'm giving to someone else, then I'm not focused on me. Yeah. Um, and just making it clear that it's not all about me. Yeah. Like at all. Like it's really about other people knowing about their bodies and honoring their bodies, however they look. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So are you, you obviously get so many people that are tell you how much you've helped them yeah um so that's just kind of how you are um able to be positive about it all knowing that you're helping so many people yeah knowing that I'm helping people and also just that all bodies look different yeah and it was I wasn't supposed to just have my body is always going to look different this is just how it looks now yeah um and honoring that yeah 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 cool and so how has it um your four years now in remission, how has this affected your current relationship? Um, Ebony, he like with my most recent scans, he's like, he's like, you can either be down in the dumps that you're going to have a reoccurrence or you could be clear that you're fine. Yeah. He's like, which one would you like? (laughs) So he's just super duper supportive and sweet and 
goes to my appointments. My ex oh. did not go to my appointments. So it's nice to like have somebody that's like, of course, I'm going to go yeah. to your scan. Yeah. Um, so it's just, it, it makes a world of difference. It's super sweet. And he's never, ever once been like, I think the first time that we had sex, he was like, I think I said, just let you know, I don't have nipples. And he was like, oh, okay. But titties is what he says. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so what? Like, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. He seems amazing and so positive. Yeah. And you He's guys, super sweet. Yeah. You yeah. guys seem like you have a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. You're, That's all it is. It's just nonstop. Yeah. 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 Your Europe trip looked amazing. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot. I want to go back. Yeah. You yeah. You want more baguette. I want more baguette. Yeah. I really I do. And there's no baguette here in the States that even suffices to what we had there. Oh, it's so good. All the cheese it's and so the baguettes good. Everything. and the rosé. Everyone was drinking rosé yeah. out there. Well, cool. Um, And so then... um. What was, you're very public, yeah. obviously, about your breasts. Yeah. And w were you nervous at first to be like, I'm going to go topless? Yeah. Or was it, you were? Yeah. Okay. I was nervous. I'm usually, I'm pretty naked in life. Yeah. Um, Pre-breast cancer anyway. So I was nervous to be topless because I didn't know what people were going to say. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know people would be like, ew. Or like, oh my God, what the hell happened to you? But people were so gentle and sweet um and tender and like you're amazing and i didn't even know what it would come of that i thought just the people at afropunk would see me and that's it i didn't realize that the picture would travel like all over the world yeah um so that's what happened it, mm -hmm. just, went it just went viral yeah 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 and is that how you was that back was instagram around back then yeah yeah okay. yeah, yeah yeah and so then that's just yes yeah, just how got... it would just like kept i think i had like on Instagram, like 600 followers. And it oh, went from okay. 600 to like 25,000 in a day. What? Yeah, it was nuts. That it was crazy. crazy. My friends were like, what's happening? I was like, wow. I don't know. Yeah. Wow. And so then it just made it more easy to yeah. do it. And mm -hmm. now it's just comfortable for yeah. you. Yeah, I was and actually on the phone with Ebony when I went topless. I was like, hey, I'm I think I'm gonna do it now. I'm super nervous. Like I'm gonna he I, I left him a message. Yeah. It was like, I'm gonna do it. People are like, You're amazing, but I'm still scared. Like I think he still has it too. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what was your mastectomy? How was it healing from that? Was that Um, it was fine. Uh -huh. It was painful to not be able to lift my arms above my head. Um, it was also painful, like just the scarring in the front. Yeah. Um, and I think just getting adjusted to sleep. Uh -huh. So like you got to sleep on your side. I like to sleep on my stomach. I couldn't sleep on my stomach for like a year. Yeah. Um, and then the tissue expanders were first to like expand the skin for, um, implants. Uh -huh. So that was hard considering tissue expanders feel like Tupperware bowls in your chest. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just very uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. just had a lumpectomy and I had it a year ago now and it's still like yeah, it's still, sore. sore. And yeah. So I always wonder about like people that have had the mastectomy. It's yeah. Like, are, is it all sore? Because I'm sore on just It's like, all sore yeah. uh, initially, mm -hmm. but then overall, over time, you get like phantom nerve sensations. So yeah. like you'll feel like a jolt of like old nerves that want to, I guess, connect, but can't. Because now there's just a big silicone blob yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so that's painful. Um, but yeah, for the most part, after 
the tissue expanders came out and I had the silicone implants put in, it was like smooth sailing for me. Okay. Yeah. All right. It was much better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what do you want to tell young do people still contact you? Mm-hmm. All the have, time. Okay. Yeah. And what do you tell them? Like, how do you tell them? I tell them you're going to be okay. Yeah. And you got this. Yeah. Yeah. And not to like, not to read the internet. Uh-huh. And this is not a death sentence. This yeah. is what I say all the time. Yeah. Like it's, you don't have to be morbid. You can be, you can be sad. You can also be happy. You can be joyful. Um, and it's like, it's your life isn't just breast cancer. Yeah. Like you are made up of so many different identities yeah. and personalities and you, and desires and you get to be all those things, not just dwindled down to your chronic illness. Yeah. So I say people remain to, you know, lift up the things that you like to do and who you are. Yeah. Cause people will be like breast cancer and yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that you're not just advocating for breast cancer. You're mm-hmm. advocating for so many things mm-hmm. and it's so important. You're helping so many Thank you. Uh, types of people. Yeah. And that's just amazing. Thank you. So it was great to meet you. And thank you so much. Yeah, for it was great meeting you talking too. Talking Thank you. Me. Thank you. Fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah.